I started ghostwriting for people on LinkedIn. And then that's when I actually like really started to make money um, because CEOs, VCs, really prominent people within the tech industry were paying me to blow them up on LinkedIn and to help them with building a brand. And after I ran that business and just those services for two years, I was really tired of consulting. You know, consulting is, it's very linear in terms of how much money you're gonna make for like X amount of work, you're gonna get paid X amount of money. Um, and I wanted you're your to own do bottleneck. something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to do something bigger and more scalable than me. And I'd always played around with this idea of how do you build a scalable agency? Mahak, what's going on? Hey, how are you? I am doing well, man. How are you? Good. Not too bad. Um, appreciate your time on this. I know uh, we're actually getting you on a crap ton of podcasts. So it's like you've been doing a ton of these interviews. So that's kind of cool. Kind of um, excited to get you going. I think what you're working on right now is pretty interesting. Um, and you have a sweet story to tell. So it's kind of like start there. Um Tell me more about like, uh, you know, what got you into what you're doing right now? I'm a little curious because I know you kind of when we first talked offline, when we first met, you had like some completely different, a whole different trajectory before doing what you're yeah. doing right today. Yeah. Um, so I got into startups actually as a, uh, a programmer. So I, I started off my career with building out apps and um, web apps, uh, mobile apps, and going into my freshman year of college, I wanted to be um, a software engineer. That was like, that was my dream. That was like my goal. I wanted to go work at a, at a tech company. Um, and then going into my freshman year and actually seeing what it meant to start a startup and build a company, I was uh, really enticed by that world. And I, I made a uh, I made a, a goal of wanting to be self-employed by the time I graduated and it ended up in me actually just dropping out my sophomore year, um, mar making a marketing agency. And then I ran that for four years. So you started an agency right when you dropped out? I started it um, a year into college, but I dropped out with it my, my after my sophomore year. Where are you from originally? Morgantown, West Virginia. Oh, like what about family? My, so my, my mom's from India and my dad's from the UK. Cool. So how was it? How was that conversation? Like, Hey mom, Hey dad, I'm dropping out. Uh, they were very upset. I mean, like <laughs> me not wanting to become a doctor was like, what are you doing with your life? And then me saying like, Hey, I don't even want to get my bachelor's degree. I want to drop out and I want to do something else. Um, they were, they were they were very upset in the beginning but i i don't think i would have been able to actually drop out if i didn't have their emotional support um i remember my after my sophomore year it was a few months in and um i had like just lost one of, like my first one of my first clients and um you know i was like a kid like i'm still learning what it's like running a marketing agency i remember i like called my mom crying and, you know, like, I feel like that actually would have been a moment for her to be like, I told you so, like, you need to get a degree and like, people will take you more seriously. But instead, she was just like, you know, this is business, like this happens, like people come, people go, 
Um, you just have to like stay true to yourself and stay like to your course and you'll figure it out. Um, so I'm, I'm really grateful that even though they were really, really scared and like my mom says the first six months after I dropped out, like she couldn't sleep at night, like she was so scared for me. Um, but they were, they were there for me. Um, and they really, they really let me prove out my vision for myself before they stepped in and were like, Hey, we're not seeing this working. Like you need to go back to school. So like, I mean, when you dropped out though, I mean, it's interesting. Cause like, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do? Or are you just kind of just like, I, I just can't do school. No, I was just like, I want to learn working with other companies. So like, I knew I wanted to start a startup. I just didn't know what the startup was. And my thought process was, is like, I'm just going to build this marketing agency and start like writing for people and we'll see what happens from there. Um, yeah, I did not have a plan at all. Um, my, my soft, after I dropped out, I worked as a, an intern at a, a company in the South Bay and did like some data engineering stuff for them. But like, that was like a minimum wage job, just trying to like help me with paying rent while I'm trying to get clients. That's interesting that you say that because... A lot of people like, you know, school teaches us to have like a plan, right? Yep. And uh, like a plan A, plan B, plan C, and you had no idea. So, you know, a little curious, like how did that evolve into like actually doing what you're doing now? I mean, some I'm sure a lot of people might listen. Like, what's the gap? How'd you go from like not knowing what to want to do? And like, did, did the opportunity just strike you one day and you're like, oh, this is a cool idea? Or, or was it after a lot of tests and trials and errors and failures? Yeah, so with my agency, like, you know, the first couple of years were really hard. It was how do we find clients that want to work with me? And, you know, my, my thought process was, is like, all right, I want to learn Facebook ads. I'm going to go out there and try to find um, someone that is willing to like take the time on me and say like, Hey, all right, we'll let you run our Facebook ads and try to figure it out using our, our sets. Or um, we'll let you do our SEO and like try to figure it out with us. So after doing that for a couple of years, I found this niche within LinkedIn marketing where I was pulling in anywhere between one to five million views a month on the platform, just creating LinkedIn content on my personal profile. And I saw that if I liked or commented on someone's post, I could drive about 50 to 60,000 views to their post overnight by just engaging with it. So um, I started ghostwriting for people on LinkedIn. And then that's when I actually like really started to make money um, because CEOs, VCs, really prominent people within the tech industry were paying me to blow them up on LinkedIn and to help them with building a brand. And after I ran that business and just those services for two years, I was really tired of consulting. You know, consulting is, it's very linear in terms of how much money you're going to make for like X amount of work, you're going to get paid X amount of money. Um, and I wanted your to do bottleneck. something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to do something bigger and more scalable than me. And I'd always played around with this idea of how do you build a scalable agency? And we'd really tried to make Jamoka, which was the name of my agency, scalable by like productizing our services, streamlining things, like trying to really create a process. But I realized very quickly that we wouldn't be able to scale in the same way like a tech startup would. Um, so that's when I was like, all right, what are some other options here? And I realized that if we could train people how to do marketing and then place them at a company, that was something that was actually a lot more scalable. And in turn, we'd be a scalable agency of sorts. So that's what led me into starting what I'm currently running right now is a marketing school called Skill Bank. 
So you literally were just like, okay, how can I, you kind of went internal, you figured out a problem that you had and kind of just wrapped it. So you're, you, so you're a SaaS solution or not, you'd say like slash slash com- marketing company or like school. How would you kind of like categorize yourself? Yeah, we're like a verb bootcamp. So within 15 weeks, we're teaching paid media, Facebook ads, Google ads, how funnels work. You come into our program, every student gets the same exact experience. The classes are live. And then at the end of the program, we place you at an agency or a tech startup. So there's still a really strong human component to it. It's not automated or the classes aren't self-taught, but um, this has the opportunity to become a billion dollar company. Um, just with like, if you're looking at any university here in like big university in the United States, they're all billion dollar corporations. Um, so we're, we're, we're shooting for that now. And we're trying to be the biggest community college in the country. Those are big words. Um, how do you, you just started, you just raised your first round, right? Successful round. Yeah. So yeah. how was that like to talk to me down your experience? Like, cause you, you literally came from no experience whatsoever. You had no idea what you were doing. Zero zip. Like, so it's a little interesting to me how you kind of built it all up and massive congrats to your success. How do you go off into a project when you have no idea what to do and kind of just create that like blueprint for yourself? What's the mindset that you approach with it? You know, I think, I think most people have the exact opposite mindset of me where it's like, oh, I need to study or I need to shatter someone who's done something in the space first before I can jump into it. My mindset has just always been, if you're coming at it as a complete beginner, you might actually do it differently from the way other people were doing it before you. So I've just always taken this approach of like, it's better to actually just throw yourself into the deep end and try to figure it out rather than let what other people are telling you hold you back so like i remember even when i dropped out of college and i was like hey i want to start an agency everyone around me was like how are you gonna do that like you don't like you don't even know how to do marketing (laughs) yeah like like, how does that work um but i I always just like latched onto something that i had from before so like when i started jamoka before we were doing linkedin marketing i knew how to build websites like that was the only thing i was good at i'd been making apps since i was in high school so we like started off with that and then I'd like take on different clients, like just just testing and trying out different things. And I've always been a really big proponent for like fail fast. So like trying something out, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, let's move on to the next thing. And it's helped me progress and move so much quicker in my career than trying to be super strategic in times that it's just not necessary to be strategic. And when you like successfully started making money, are like with the agency, right? A lot of people like develop an emotional attachment to what is it that they're doing, especially when you come from a position where you had no money, no education, nothing. Um, How was that like decision-making process for you to kind of say, okay, I'm going to stop this and I'm going to go restart and do something similar, but not really. And having to now pitch VCs, create pitch deck, kind of visualize everything for you, go raise the capital and not really know if it's going to work out or not. Like, did you like, is there like a moment in time where you're like, okay, this is the time to do it. Or you just same mindset. You're like, all right, I'm, this is not for me. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. You know, whenever we shut Jamoka down, I remember like making the blog article, like, Hey, we're shutting this down. We're like passing this off to one of my editors. Um, I was, I was heartbroken of course. Cause like, this was the company that like helped me drop out of college, helped me like start to make a living, get on my feet. Um, but you know, I, I've, I've always taken this mindset of you just, you, you have to kill your babies sometimes, you know, like, and like, that's really like the best way you're going to grow and like the way that you're going to become a better person. Um, I think people get really attached to what they're trying to build. And the reason why I didn't get attached to it is because 
I don't look at the companies as I build as my biggest projects. I actually look at myself as my biggest project at the end of the day. And everything that I'm doing is to make me a better person, uh, make me learn more. So like I learned a lot through that experience of building Jamoka, but I'm, it gave me the skills today to run SkillBank and what we're doing. And like, I wouldn't have been able to start this company without having those experiences first. And I pray SkillBank, SkillBank doesn't fail, but for some reason, if five years down the line, things don't work out in the way that I expected it to, I know that I would have learned a lot in this experience as well to go off and start that next thing. Why, why didn't you continue like, or like figure out a way to automate the agency and like go build this? Like why? We tried. That? We really tried, but the issue was that a lot of the the content was dependent on my personal profile going in and liking it because I was driving a lot of traffic to these sites. And it really just came down to I like either I spent time pushing out content on LinkedIn and actually like still being in this mindset of being a content creator, or I like tried to branch out and like do something different. And I was just really over content creation. And like just in the last month or so, I've started to post again on social media. But I, before this, I like spent two years kind of in the dark after I shut Jamoka down and decided to go into skill bank because I, I was just so burnt out from doing oh, content So you took stuff. two years off? Yeah. Oh, shoot. What'd you do? Just I chill? just like... Yeah, I just, well, so like two years off from content. So like while I was okay, building okay. skill bank. Yeah, 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 so yeah, like, yeah. Content's just, a like, hassle. It's a oh, hassle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like the work of having to stay top of mind for people. Like, and I, I'd come out for like little spurts. So like last summer, I, I built my TikTok up and like did that for like a couple months, but then I like burnt out from that. So I was just like, I'm over this. You're like a, a copy bit. and paste of me last August or uh, July. I built up my TikTok to like 200,000 followers, but then I stopped posting in October. And then I post, I started posting again like two weeks ago. And then I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, it's like, cause like, but I'm also in the PR game. So it's kind of like my brand is what drives sales, but yeah. I get it. I get it. It's, it's a challenge for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's the mindset that you have to be in to consistently push content is just so exhausting. <laughs> cause like as a, as a founder, it makes it, it makes it really hard. That's why I do podcasts. To be really frankly honest with you, uh, people who are listening to this are going to laugh. The reason why I started a show or like even did this is because I was like, oh, it's a great way to automate content and not think about it. Cool. Let's do it. Because <laughs> I just yeah. like rely on the whole interview process and I just have like people cutting up clips and then I have like VAs that post it for me. And I'm like, I'm out removed from it completely. But even that is still challenging because it's like, like right now I have like 12 calls today. Right. And I'm just like, oh God, like the mental capacity to have to like keep up with like a show. It's, it's, it, I get it. It's a challenge, but I, I'm kind of curious. Cause like, I'm, I'm in a very similar position. I'm only speaking from personal like experience right now. Right? Yeah. Like we're at a point right now with the agency where I'm like, this is cool. I like it. It's fun. I get to connect. I mean, if anything, it builds a huge network, but um, it's not like the, uh, the, 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 the multi multi-million dollar kind of like, scalable method and so i'm kind of switching into like a tech platform so i'm curious for you um when you first started how did you do like market analysis how did you know if this is a valid like you know company a valid idea did or did you just kind of like create a pitch and go pitch it to people and see what they say so there was there was a couple of things that we looked at when it came to building skill bank i mean in the beginning before i even really looked at the market i was just like all right, there's other companies that are doing similar things, but in different spaces. Like there's Flock J for sales, there's Lambda School for CS, there's 
um, for computer science and teaching people how to code. And a lot of people are getting marketing degrees. So like, to me, there was just a huge space there. And then just going over to LinkedIn and typing in like growth jobs um, and checking out jobs, there's like 2.2 million jobs posted on LinkedIn right now in the United States for growth. And it's just like, you know, the, the market seemed like it was there. So then the next step was, all right, do I think that I'm actually just the best person to be doing this? And the way that I tested that out was just by hitting people up on LinkedIn that were looking for marketing jobs and saying, hey, would you be open to having me teach you how to do marketing over three months in the morning before you're going to work? And if I help you land a job, um, I can use it as a testimonial. So like, that's how I first tested this out before I decided to make the switch over into if I wanted to start this company. Um, yeah, it was just like teaching people one-on-one -on -one, trying to help them land marketing jobs. And then once I saw I was able to do that, it was just like, oh, okay, we might be able to actually build a team off of this. And that's how I raised our angel round last spring and then was able to actually close our seed in the winter. Cool. How is it dealing with VCs? That's in it. That's, you know, it's because my, because Jamoka dealt primarily with VCs and we you did a lot of content connects. for them. I had connects there, but the other thing too, is I, and also because I came from a software background before marketing, I just like, I can, I was able to, I think, relate to them a lot easier from if I was actually coming strictly from just a marketing background. Um, like I knew way more about tech and startups than I did about marketing before I got into marketing. Um, oh, interesting. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's taking that. And I think that's actually really what made me a good marketer was I, I didn't, I thought about things in a very scientific way compared to like in a more like creative or content way that I saw other marketers around me were thinking about it. Scientific how explain. What do you um, just like, I was more data driven. So like, even ah, with okay. LinkedIn, it was just like, what times of day should I be posting? Like, how am I creating the content? Like really just trying to test out different things. And I think I took a more systematic approach than my other friends who were also creating content on that platform. So would you say, would you consider yourself more of like an operational person? I think when I want to be, I, 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 I can be, um, I think I don't like doing operational things. I think like if I'm going to do something, I want to make sure that I have a very clear view of exactly what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if I could take on a more like visionary type of role, that's kind of like the the direction I'm seeing my role going within Skillbank and pushing us forward. And then just making sure that I'm bringing on people that are really strong in what they're doing and know what they're doing. So that way they can help me with figuring out that next step. Uh, because like we touched on earlier, this is, this is actually like technically my first company, like first venture back company. So it's, I'm learning a lot as I'm going through it and just making sure that I'm bringing on people who can help me make sure that I'm doing things operationally correct. It's very cool. Um, what's like, what's the vision for you? Like what, I mean, do you operate based off of like, you have a vision, you build companies around it, or does every company for you have like a vision itself? Um, I think I'm, I'm a really narrative driven person. So it's like, whatever I'm going to start or work on, it needs to fit into my, like my personal narrative and skill bank just made sense because I had dropped out of college. I saw that there was a really big gap between what, um, I had learned and what I was doing and my friends who had graduated from college and what they were doing. Like I just had so much more color around the startup space and the agency space because I'd, I'd worked in the industry a lot longer than they had. 
even though we were the same age. So it just made sense for me to move into this role of like, okay, how can I help more people that were like me break past the like traditional college route and do something that's a little bit different? Um, and I think anything that I work on in the future is going to have that very similar vibe of just like, this makes sense. And like, this is something that I can like personally put myself behind. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I hope that I'm working on Skill Bank for a very, very, very long time. Like this, this is my life's mission. Like I'm, I'm here for it. And like, I want to build the biggest community college in the country. It's a big, those are, those are big words. I love it. I, I'm totally supportive of it. I mean, ever since I met you, I'm like, oh, this is badass. I like what you're doing. Thank um, you. No, for sure. In terms of like, okay, so now we're at, okay. So you raise funds. Now you're kind of building out your operations. Like, how is it like, what, what are you up to now? Like, can you tell us a little bit more about what's happening internally? Yeah. So we, um, we're starting our next cohort on May 10th. Um, we're just really trying to scale things up right now. So we're, we're, we're still a pretty small team. There's five of us. Um, and we're just, we're testing out different things. So like, how can we help our students get placed quicker? How can we make sure that we're iterating on curriculum? So we're um, teaching relevant skills. Um, there's just like, there's so many what ifs right now within this, this system. Um, and a lot of it is just testing things out and also just making sure that the people that are going through our program are having the best experience possible um, because that's really the most important thing at the end of the day. So we've been keeping the class sizes really small um, just for that reason. Um, I think this next cohort is probably going to be like 25 to 30 people. And this will be like one of our first like semi big ones, but even compared to like a thinkful, which is like one of our competitors, I know they're pulling in like 1200 students a month right now. So it's uh, we're, we're really trying to take like a really uh, slow approach to making sure that we get these parts correct before we actually start to try scaling things up. And how, how do you stand out from competition? Like what was the yeah. idea behind that? So there's a lot of digital marketing boot camps that are out there, like um, that are teaching everything under the sun with digital marketing, whether it's like paid SEO, writing content, um, within 15 weeks or 20 weeks, depending on which co which bootcamp it is, um, we're a little bit different. So we decided, hey, instead of having students that are jack of all trades, um, I think it's I think it's hard to get those people placed because that's what I did when I first started Skill Bank was I was teaching them everything. Um, we decided that we were going to take a more specified approach and actually just teach them um, more specific skills. So the only class we're teaching right now is paid media. So like within 15 weeks, you're going to learn Facebook ads, Google ads, um, and different ad platforms, and that's it. So whenever you leave our program, you're getting demand generation roles at agencies or at startups, and you're helping them drive paid traffic back to their site. Um, in the future, I really want to launch an SEO course. I really want to launch a lifecycle management course. Um, and I want to build up different skills within the marketing space, not be, this is digital marketing in 15 weeks. Cause I actually don't really think that that's helping anyone. And you can't even learn digital, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. 15 yeah. weeks is nothing. And you know, like, it's funny too, because it's like, we'll look at students that are coming from other boot camps as well. And it's like, our students are doing so much better than them at interviews. Like, it's just so much easier to place them because they're learning they're one thing and they're learning how to do it really, really well. Yeah. No, I'm like, 
I mean, I'm kind of the, so internally for us, I'm the operations slash marketer. There's no way, like just, just ads alone, you have to spend like months testing and just figuring yep. out what works and what doesn't. And, and yeah, so like if you 15 weeks, like, I'm like, what's the catch buddy? You know, yeah. so do, you, do you charge, did you charge your students? To like, work? is it free or how does it work? Yep. So the program is completely free up front. And instead we take 10% of our student salary over two years, as long as they're making over 40 K per year. So if they come into our program and they land a job making 35 K a year at an agency, we did a really shitty job at helping you land a job. So you don't owe us anything. Um, and that's in that case. Um, but if you start to make over 40 K a year, um, that's when you start to pay us back in monthly installments and that's 10% of your salary. And that's just in a year. And you take that just one, just the first For year two of years. them being, for two, two years. years. Okay, cool. Yeah. And that's how you get paid. Yeah. That's a very interesting, like all the work up front is like, so it's you. So it's like really relying on you really placing these people. Right. So what's yeah. the qualification process for a student? Like, I'm a little curious, cause I'm sure you also want to work with people who are serious, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, and you know, the program itself does a really good job of weeding people out that aren't a good fit. It's, it's a pretty rigorous class. Um, and, and we designed it in that way. So that way we're bringing people in who are actually serious and that'll stay the course. Um, but yeah, the, the process of someone applying is they just apply on our website, they go through an interview process with um, our admissions rep. And after that, if they seem like a good fit, we have them sign our income share agreement and then they're good to go. Um, usually a student from start to finish will get enrolled within a week into our program. Um, but they have the first couple of weeks of class to actually decide if they like it or not. And also it gives us an opportunity to test them out as well. So if by week one, we're just like, hey, Sally over here is doing a really shitty job at showing up to class and not turning her homework in on time. It's just like, this is not someone that we wanna be spending the next 15 weeks on trying to train. Um, so it, it gives us both an opportunity to actually test each other out before we actually decide to make a commitment on you as a student going into the next few weeks. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, um, just want to, before we wrap up, I want to kind of talk more about you, like, you know, as a founder, as a visionary person, like, what do you, uh, how do you keep up with everything? What's, what's, do you have any like routines or you just kind of like you all over the place? I'm pretty much all over the place. <laughs> you seem like um, you seem like a lot like me. Like I kind of the way I live life is I just do 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 do. Yeah. Like all this I'm like nonsense of like. <laughs> oh really? Okay, cool. That's good. I mean, that's good. Yeah. But for me, because like I always hear all these nonsense of like have a routine, have this, have that. And I'm like, for me, it's like no, dude, just have whatever works for you. And if it works, cool. If it doesn't work, then just then adjust it. You know. So I'm kind of. Yeah. I'd love to hear your two cents on that. Yeah, you know, life, life's a marathon. I mean, I think people like speed that around a lot and it's like, it gets boring if it's a routine and you're doing the same mundane shit every day, like waking up at the same time, eating the same breakfast, doing the same thing. Um, and I mean, like sometimes it's nice to have that routine and I'll like feel it out if I'm like, hey, you know, this month I want to do this or I want to do this. But I really like to shake things up a little bit and just go by like gut feeling. So it's like, hey, I'm feeling tired. I'm going to go to sleep right now. <laughs> I want to wake up early. I'm going to do that. But if I if I do try to keep to something, it's like I we, we have our stand ups every morning at 9 a.m. as a team. And that's, I think, the only thing that's the same every single weekday for me is just 9 a.m. We have our team stand up and I know everyone's there. and We're going to chat about what we're doing that day. And regardless of that, like maybe I'm waking up two hours before that sometimes. Maybe I'm waking up like 30 minutes before we have stand up. But um, that's like the main thing that grounds me. And then after that, it's just kind of like whatever the day brings. 
Oh, interesting. Do you take days off or like, how do you flow? Do you kind of like, if you wake up one day and you're not feeling it, do you just take the day off? Um, not during the weekday. Um, I usually do work weekends, um, as well, but like, yeah, if like on a Sunday, I'm so like, like hey, no, I'm you there. don't. <laughs> yeah it's I, you know it's startup world right now so it's just like everything is just go 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 and our team is so small right now too that like i need to really make sure that we're organized and we're staying on track and maybe in the next uh year or so after we like start to scale things up a little bit more i can take more time out for myself but this is, this is the grind phase i don't i don't doubt you'll kill it especially with that energy i'm sure you have what it takes um really cool so i know we've been working together for the past what has it been a month yet i don't know yeah maybe just about a month yeah time flies um so talk to me like you know when you first kind of like started like what made you want to do podcasts like what was the reason behind it because i know like a lot of people like i mean here's the struggle i face doing what i do is that you know, the bottleneck we have is that there's this huge market of people that want to like, you know, share a story, put themselves out there, but then they're like trying to understand like why invest into it? What's the point? So what was your reasoning to it? Yeah. Our um, growth strategist, Tyler was like really uh, like pushing for me to start going on podcasts uh, mainly because a lot of our really good applications for skill bank were coming from people that were listening to business podcasts and um Mm. we had had a conversation on like a saturday maybe like a month ago and he was just like matt can you please start going on podcasts like like we need to start doing this and i was like all right all right i was like i'll hire a va this week and we'll we'll start doing it and then i remember literally i walked back inside because we were sitting outside in the backyard and i opened up linkedin on my phone and i think i saw a message from you and I was just like, oh, well, this works actually so much better. <laughs> I was watching you. I could hear everything. I was just messing. <laughs> God, I was just like, I, I, uh, I ran back outside. I was like, actually, I think I might have found a guy who could help us. So I was like, let me schedule a call with him and see. And um, yeah, and then I just like, I really fucked with you. And I was like, this is dope. Like, this will work. Let's try it out. Um, yeah, we're here. <laughs> Sick. So like, you know, from a growth strategy though, like what's, what's like the idea behind it? It's just because like you're actually generating business from these podcasts. Is that what it is? Um, I mean, it's too soon to say yet. We haven't, um, I don't think any of the Not pod- from the ones we've done, but I'm like just oh, in general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So like other podcasts I've been on, um, yeah, this definitely, it's brought in a lot of really good students for us. So, um, yeah, I mean, like people that are that are in that learning mindset, which are the types of people that we want coming through Skillbank, are people that are listening to business podcasts and people that are trying to consume and learn as much as they can. So that's that's the audience that we're trying to bring in. Really cool. So, like, how's your experience so far? I've been with the team. Oh, I love it. Everyone's so responsive. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I I feel like if I need anything or if I need help with something. Um, you guys have been great. So yeah, it's been a 10 out of 10 experience so far. That's cool. You've done how many podcasts have you done so far? I, th- I know we booked you on like 10 already, I think. About yeah, how many I've have you done, actually done? I think I've done, I've done two. I did my second one yesterday. Oh, cool. And like, what's like the quality level type of show? Like how, how what's your overall feedback on it? Quality has been great. Um, the podcast that I've been on, yeah, really well organized. Um, the hosts have all been very sweet. Um, they all have their shit together. So yeah, no, it's been good. 
That's what's up. And when it comes to like, you know, just for putting aside our service, just in general, from like a podcasting standpoint, like how, because the thing is with you, like you're very easy to book. Um, you're probably one of my easiest clients. Like we're getting yeses so much for you, which is kind of fun. Cause like we tend to like, usually have to pitch like twice as much to get half of what we're getting for you. Little curious about, was that purposely done? Do you like, are you really good at just like storytelling? Like, cause like when you hop on, do you have like an understanding of how to like position yourself? And so like, what would you recommend for people that are listening to this who are looking to get on podcasts, how to actually be a good guest, how to actually, you know, get themselves on there. Cause you've, you've had experience with it before. Yeah. So. I worked with a, a PR firm a few years ago. Um, and I think that really helped with crafting my narrative. I mean, I think the thing is, is because I'm before, before I was creating apps, I was a content creator. I've been making YouTube videos since I was nine years old. So I think like just having that narrative driven mindset has been really helpful for me going into podcasts. But I think my biggest piece of advice to someone that's looking to start going on podcasts is really define what your why statement is and why you're doing what you're doing. So like, is it, are you trying to sell something? Are you trying to get your vision out there. Like my personal why statement is the same as Skillbank's why statement, which is just, I want to empower and motivate people. Um, so that way they can also empower and motivate people to achieve their dreams. So it's like, I, I, I see this really awesome chain reaction with me coming up and telling my story, regardless of if they come into Skillbank or not. Um, and whenever you, I think, create a unified mindset over that with like whatever you're working on, um, it'll make it a lot easier for you, I think, to start going out there and pitching yourself and sharing that story with other people. Really cool. Really cool, Mahak. Well, hey, I really appreciate your time. Where can people, uh, I mean, if, if I want to get like tutored or whatever, get into your class and what you guys are doing, yep. where, do I, where do I sign up? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm at the Mahak Bora. So T-H-E-M-E-H-A-K-V-O-H-R-A on uh tiktok twitter instagram you can follow me there um she's all over the place on linkedin i'm everywhere <laughs> <laughs> are you still posting content on linkedin yeah are you active or not really not on linkedin i i should because that's like where i i get the most of my views i've been on tiktok though i just started posting on there again, really? like last week yeah Which, uh, for what reason just for fun or is it like converting for you it's converting for us that that's also been really good for students um but yeah no it's just it's so much work and effort i mean you said you've been growing a tiktok as well like the the text takes forever <laughs> uh, i honestly like if i could just not do it that would be awesome but it's weird because like I get I get I get caught up with like I love doing it. I like people changing people's lives. Like my biggest video hit was like six million views and it had thirty thousand comments and it was nuts. Like seeing that was just like holy shit. Like, you know, thirty thousand people just going nuts over what is it that you're kind of spreading? And I thought, man, this would be really cool. And it really fits yep. like the vision behind what we're building in the company, which is to help people really spread an awareness, spread their message and kind of position themselves that way. Cause I, I hate, I hate traditional media. Like the whole reason why we started the company is because I want to remove the power from traditional media and give it to the people. Right. Yep. So that's why we're doing podcasts, but it's like, also at the same time, it's like, man, I have to wake up. I'm like, I have to remember Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, post, 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 do this, do yep. this. And it's like, if you stop, like I stopped for six months. Now I'm posting and my, my crap just barely gets any views. And it's just like, oh my Same. God. Like literally yeah. I made, I made a post last week. It was like my first post back in six months. Like 
9,000 likes and it like I'm like seeing my and I'm like seeing my my follower count drop too because like people are like oh yeah I'm following her and they're like unfollow me and I'm just like yeah (laughs) yeah I went down like 10,000 freaking followers yeah I swear so it's just it's like a full-time job of its own if anything like I really believe like you know my, my goal at least I'm sure you probably think the same way is like let me get this company systemized automated where it's growing itself and then I'll focus full time on just the PR, the front end, the content. I feel like that's what like, you know, a CEO, whatever you want, want to call us, whatever, like in, in our positions are eventually going to do, right? Because yeah, that's it's kind of like Gary Vee, right? That's what he does 24-7. Just like content, 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 content. Even yeah, he's though it's crazy. his machine. <laughs> it's a machine, but that's the thing. Like, I like what he does because he documents. It's just documentation, documentation. Yeah. I think if you, and that's why I like podcasting is because it's documentation. Right? Yeah. You can kind of create, one podcast you can create like 30 different clips which is like freaking awesome so it's it's just figuring that out but hey best of luck with everything you're doing i really appreciate you i know you have a hard stop at 2 30 i'll give you like a 15 minute break so you can go breathe um and um i'll definitely we'll definitely be in touch thank you so much for your time and uh yeah looking forward to continuing this project together i can't wait to see you blow up it's gonna be fun thank you adam thank you for having me this was great 100 percent. thank you